Hi, everybody. KT here. And Susie, you think everyone's opened their CD at Alliant? If they're smart, KT, they did. I hope so, because who wants to miss a 12 to 17 month CD and get 5.4% interest? Unbelievable. And if they have $75,000 or more, they can get 5.45%. Fabulous. So I hope all of you go to myalliant.com and do what, KT? Just look for Susie. Hi, it's Susie. As we prepare for season two of the Women in Money podcast, Sarah, my co-host, and I wanted to share some highlights from season one. This is another version of the Women and Money podcast, which I love so much. Now, listen to me. So many of you out there are looking for a side hustle. How do you make more money? What do you need to do? And there's always a way for you to learn from somebody else who has done it. So, Sarah, we decided, you all know Sarah, the co-host by this time, you better, I'm going to be mad at all of you, Sarah and I went to Stella and Dot, where Jessica Herod is the CEO of this extraordinary company. So tell everybody, Sarah, about what they're about to hear. So we did a very special episode with Stella and Dot. We talked to the women from Stella and Dot, our callers from Stella and Dot. We answered questions from Stella Dot, and we interviewed the CEO, Jessica, and talked about her mission to empower women through working opportunities. And she told us everything they're up to, and we're going to unfold it here in our podcast And tell everybody what Stella and Dot does. Stella and Dot is a company where you can buy jewelry, affordable jewelry. They've got a clothing line as well, but it's affordable jewelry sold by other women. I guess that wouldn't go over very well with me, given that I only have one pair of earrings, do you think? Well, that's true. You have one pair of earrings and one necklace. However, it's not so much what you buy. It's about if you need a side hustle, you need to make more money, you need a way to really be a woman with money, then this is the podcast for you. Can you tell how passionate I am about women being able to either make more money on the side if they're not having enough, but to have something, whatever they do, to do this side hustle, as you're all calling it these days, but whatever a woman has to do, I want them to do it in a way where they feel proud and that they're helping society along with helping themselves. So I asked you to find a company where this is possible for people. So did you find one for me? I did, Susie. And I'm really excited to say that the CEO of the Stella and Dot family of brands, which also includes the Keep Collective and Ever Skincare, is going to be joining us in just a few minutes Jessica Heron, the brains behind Stella and Dot. She has proven just how one woman can go about styling her life with smarts, courage, and tenacity. Um, She's one of those people that's been recognized on all sorts of fun under 40 awards and has been on Oprah, featured in the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times. She's just a super dynamic entrepreneur. But but what do they do? Let me tell you what they do. Yeah. They've got jewelry and bags and accessories and skincare. And essentially, they give women the opportunity to be independent business owners. And they've got 50 
50,000 of them. They've been in business for 10 years. It's just a fabulous story. Jessica is all about creating financial, economic empowerment for women. It is a direct sales business, but she wanted to rethink the model. So they don't let women carry inventory. The women have samples. And then if you go to one of their trunk shows, you then Have you order. been to one? I have been to one. I've been to a few. Is that how you found it? Is that, I'm like sitting here going, I'm sorry, everybody. I said, I haven't heard of Stella and Dot. So I'm like, how did Sarah find out about this? How did you find out about it? So let me tell you, my friend Katie is one of their stylists and I've been to a couple of her shows and I had the good fortune of meeting Jessica at one of her shows not that long ago. And we started talking about women and money. And uh, we just thought that this would be such a fun way to give back to the community of women um, because a lot of what you and I talk about every week is what Jessica's trying to do with the women that she's impacting on a daily basis. Now, you know what's so funny is that it's what we've always been talking about. How do we build a community of women? And our community is women and money. But to have women and money, you got to have a way to make money. So it all works together. I love this. So is she ready to talk to me? She is ready. Let me introduce you, Jessica. I've got Susie for you. So everybody, I now want you to meet in person the CEO of Stella and Dot, and her name, as I've already told you, is Jessica Heron. But Jessica, it is such an honor to have you on the Women and Money podcast. Well, thank you, Susie. I'm excited to be here. So here's the reason I wanted you to be on the podcast. Number one, I'd love that everybody should learn about Stella and Dot, because I will forever believe that women need another way to make money. Women need a community where they can all feel like they're part of, they're doing something that enhances their life. Can you just tell me personally why you started Stella and Dot? It's because I agree with that statement very wholeheartedly. And I originally started my career as a technology entrepreneur. And while I loved the business accomplishments and everything I did from an e-commerce perspective, I really got to a point in my career where I thought, am I doing something that I feel soulfully connected to the purpose of, you know, is this mission driven? And when I did that and I asked that question and came up with the answer of no. (laughs) So then I had to figure out what was I going to do about that. And, and it turned out that for me, when I did that soul searching, I felt lucky enough to stumble into this industry. I knew nothing about called direct sales which I, to be honest, thought of as very old school, not necessarily the best product, not necessarily the best technology, not necessarily the most professional development training. And at first I was totally terrified because I knew nothing about it. And I thought, what business would I have of trying to be an entrepreneur in this space when I really have just no technology. And then I, I sat there and thought to myself, well, that's actually the reason why I have to do it, because I do believe somebody has to fundamentally question how do you make the best side gig for the modern woman so that she can feel powerful because she has her own income and because of that, she can fund her passion. And you're, you've been doing this and how long have you been doing this now? About a decade. All right. So in 10 years, you have cultivated 50,000 women and have in essence given them an opportunity to make money. Out of all right. the things, let's not talk about money for a second. What has been the greatest accomplishment when you look at these women and when you look at the opportunity that you've given them and that they've taken for you personally, 
what has been the greatest accomplishment outside of the money you made from it and all those things, but emotionally speaking, psychologically speaking? When I when we measure success as a company, we always say you know happy success equals happiness, and we don't measure ourselves as a business by how big we are. We look at our history and say, wow, from my living room, this went from an idea to a, a global business that's paid out five hundred million dollars in commission. But it's not the large number, and I think when you're a part of a community, it's the thing to remember is the community is about the one. And if that one person among the many is their life is a bit better off because they were a part of us, then we've won. And so those stories every single day, the biggest thing that makes me happy is that I know that the community that is is the movement of Stella Dot has been there with women through the hardest parts of their lives and really hard parts, seeing them you know, have struggles with marriage and need, to, and need to make a change and knowing that they could, not just because they're financial independence, but because... They had emotional support around them in this group of positive, like-minded, supportive uh, other business owners that became really a fa- an extended family for them. And that's, and that's been not just with difficult home lives, but when there's been fires in Sonoma or hurricanes in Texas or um, struggles with, with people with their own health battles and, or, or, or things like losing a child, you know, and you see the community come around them. Um, that is my biggest thing that I feel so honored to be a part of. Because, you know, Jessica, I have this dream and I have this dream to create a community of women and money, because what's very fascinating. And even as I've looked at all of the questions that came in from the Stella and Dot community about money, they're almost all the same. It's like, what do I do with this extra money? What do I do with retirement? Like they all they all want to know the same thing. And so what's fascinating to me is that how do we as women, women who have made it financially, but now we know that there's more to life than just making money. It's about helping all of us become the powerful women that we want to be and we want everybody to be. It's how do we make the women of Stella and Dodd, how do we make the women that are doing whatever they're doing in this world really want to get involved with the money that they're making and not just lose it, not just waste it? Because, you know, a lot of them say to me, I don't even know where that money goes, Susie. What do you think? What could we do? Well, you know, I, I love that question. And I honestly think that when I, if I, now after a decade of doing this, I can look back and really understand like the roots of my passion in this. And it comes from, you know, growing up, you know, with a, a single parent and looking at what my mom, who, who you know, got pregnant as a teenager and was very dependent on a man for money and the choices that that made or the limits that it put on her life. What I know, why, like, I so personally want to see women not be in that situation. And, and then I think you get to a point where, okay, it's not about food on the table or paying the rent or, you know, a car payment. It, it becomes, okay, how do I create long-term security? For me, I was always coming from this place of saying, you know, that's not going to happen to me. I'm creating security for that job since I was 15, two jobs since I was 15. And I always saved and invest. And, and to me, that, I, that concept of the biggest thing you can invest in is yourself. And you do that with education and opportunity. And then you, you save and you plan for the rainy day and you're conservative and you, and you, you make, those, make those choices every day with your money. So a lot of what we try to do for our community of women is that business coaching and that financial planning ad- advice where we are constantly talking to them about uh, keeping profits in their pocket and how to do smart uh, return on investment. Because one of the things that I 
absolutely disliked about this industry in general and life in general is that somebody is always trying to sell an easy pill, a pill, a a magic answer. And I, I, I firmly maintain that you must decline the RSVP to the deception party on fantasy Island. Like there are, and there's always, and the human spirit wants there to be some magic button with money. And so I, and it's, you know, it's frustrating to do business in that environment because there's false promises everywhere, but you really have to resist that. And we have to shepherd our community to really say, okay, but let's be practical and reasonable. Nobody's going to get rich quick. Nobody's just going to get lucky. Let's plan the work, work the plan, and then make smart decisions, right? And not, not expect to capture more economic value than you create, not expect to grow because you're not giving a fair value proposition to the customer, and expect to save and to invest and to, and to do all those things and continue to develop yourself. So I think it's about what do we do for women is we put at our core of our business the the fact that we want to develop women as financial thinkers and leaders in their own lives and that it's not enough just to say buy my product or sell my product but that you're holistically responsible for the good and the growth of the community i love that thank you so much i so appreciate that you know in this stage of my career i really asked myself you know have women progressed as much as i thought they would in the last couple of decades? And I have to say the answer is no. So the only thing to do with that when you hear that question is you have to say to yourself, then what can I do about that? What can I do? As you said, if you've gotten to a point in your career where you found some success and the only way forward is to try to share it with more people. So I really appreciate that. Great. And that's what we're doing on the Women and Money podcast. So I love that you took this time to join us. I wish you all the success in the world. If there's anything I can ever do for you to help you help the women that are trying to help themselves and try to help other women, just know that I'm there for your girlfriend, okay? Well, thank you. All right. You take care now. So, Sarah, I loved Jessica. She's she was fabulous. fabulous. Wasn't she fabulous? <laughs> she was fabulous. And, do you know what I love most about her? is that I felt like I was talking to myself. I hope she doesn't take that as an insult. But um, but I did. I felt like, oh, my God, I'm talking to a woman who gets it, who gets the big picture, who gets that when you help others help themselves, you've helped the world, and in the end, you help yourself as well. And there's nothing as incredible as creating a community of women. Nothing. Do you think men have that? Do men create commun- communities? You know, I think they do it in a different way. I think, you know, they're the ones that have the poker clubs and the boys' nights. And a lot of times for women, it's it's harder to have those standing dates. And I think that now we're seeing these communities come together, whether you're in a mom's club digitally or you're in a Stella and Dot. What I've seen in my own friend who is 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 is, is an independent business owner for Stella and Dot, she's created a whole new network of friends. For the last year, I've obviously been dealing with having the baby and the baby arriving and all these things. And in that year, she and I've seen her obviously, but I met I went to this this uh, event with um, Jessica. I'm gonna have to record that a little bit. I went to this event with Jessica that Katie threw. And she had all these women there that I had never met before. And I was in Katie's wedding two years ago. And it's because of Stella and Dot. It's incredible. (laughs) I love that. It's kind of the modern day Tupperware, huh? 
You know what? It really is. That, is. is that an insult? Is that, was that no, insulting? No, I, no, I don't think so. And listen, I think what Jessica was saying to us was she wants to look at the models that obviously worked so well and think about what, what needs to change, what needs to evolve. And so those, those companies, the Tupperwares, the Amways, um, that I was familiar with, with my mom and all of those things, this is an evolution and she's helping change the dynamic and make them even better. So it's all, it's all a part of the ecosystem. I think. I love that. Just love it. Love it. Love it. I knew you were going to love her. I loved her and I I'm loving this whole thing. I'm just loving this women's community and women making money and however they, I'm loving it. So did they write in? Do you have, do you have women from Stella and Dot who wrote in and have questions for me? I sure did. And also some from the other two brands that are in their family, uh, Ever Skincare and the Keep Collective. So yeah, we've, we've got a lot of questions and I just have to just say they were so thankful for the opportunity through their community of the Stella and Dot family of brands to ask you questions, Susie. People are Aww. really excited. So let's just go ahead and get started. Uh, our first question comes from a Grace. Um, she's single and she works full-time. She's a full-time Stella and Dot person. So thanks to Stella and Dot, you're going to love this. I've paid off $24,000 in credit card debt, college loan, and a car loan. I'm now in the beginning <laughs> phases of a home purchase. So I want you to tell me, Susie, what size down payment do you recommend? Are there mortgage types that I should avoid, especially with somebody with a commission type salary? What else do I need to know about home expenses? And listen, I want to tell you this, Susie. I spent my 20s making terrible financial decisions, and I want this next chapter to be as clear-headed and responsible as I can be. Grace, here's the few things that you need to know. When buying a home... You will have many choices. Do you put down 10%? Do you put down 20%? Do you put down 5%? If you ever put down less than 20%, so you're going to buy a home for $200,000 and 20% down would be $40,000. If you put down less than $40,000, you're going to have to pay something called private mortgage insurance or PMI. And that's usually a half a percent or a percent more on your interest rate and everything and on your payments. It can start to be very hefty. So I personally love when you're going to buy a home that you have 20% to put down. Now, if you really want to buy a home and you know that your income is secure and this is something that you really know that you can afford, and I'll get to that in a second, and you only want to put down 10%, okay, but know that it's going to cost you that PMI. For those of you who are listening, if you can't afford to at least put down 10%, you cannot afford to buy this home. You cannot get that 10 or 20% down payment as a loan from a 401k or a retirement account. This is money that you need. Besides the down payment, you need an eight-month emergency fund. So you are not to buy a home and use your emergency fund as the down payment. And the reason is this. Everything's going great for you right now, Grace. And all of a sudden, you buy a home. And you've used every penny that you have as the down payment on this home. And now you say that you're single. And you say what? That you're working for Stella and Dot. And so you're this entrepreneur. So your income is dependent upon you. And you're in a car accident. Or you get sick. 
and you can't work anymore. How are you going to pay your mortgage payment, especially if you can't earn income anymore because now you've been injured and you've used your entire emergency fund? So it is a necessity that before you put down money on a home, that besides the down payment, you have at least an eight-month emergency fund as well. Next, in this type of interest rate environment, you only buy a home with a fixed rate mortgage. Do not get an adjustable rate mortgage because if you do, as interest rates go up, your expenses are going to go up. This is the interest rate environment that you want to get a fixed rate mortgage. What would be fabulous is if you could get a 15-year mortgage versus a 30 because 15-year mortgages are half a percent less in interest rate to begin with. Now, I remember when I bought my first home, I was able to buy it when I was in my mid-20s. I had figured out how to do it. That's another long story. I so wish that I had gotten a 15-year mortgage. Everybody said, oh, you'll never keep that house for 15 years. Oh, I most certainly did. I kept it for years and years and years, and I had to keep paying on it for 30 years when it just would have been a little bit more per month. So at least check out a 15-year mortgage to see if you can afford it. Again, decide on the amount of money that you can afford, knowing that your mortgage payment is not just what it's going to cost you to own a home. You're going to have property taxes. You're going to have insurance. If you don't put the 20% down, you're going to also have to pay PMI and you're going to have maintenance. So add 45% to whatever the mortgage payment is going to be on the home that you're looking at and make sure that that is an amount that is equal to you. Know how much money you want to spend so that when you go out to look at them, that you don't get in a situation where you have a real estate agent saying, oh, for just a few more dollars, you can afford this. If you go and look at homes that are more expensive than what you want to pay, you will end up buying that home because everything else that you look at will be something that you don't like. So those are a few tips for you, my dear Grace. There, how was that, Sarah? I mean, you just went into the Susie zone. That wasn't a Susie Smackdown, which is a totally different type of Susie. This was the Susie <laughs> zone. <laughs> yeah, but that was, it was, it was like, vroom. but so many times women especially make the mistake by using all of their money for a down payment and then something happens and then they end up losing their house. And they've lost everything. And then it just makes them so close to future possibilities. So just go slow. And when you're ready, you'll know. Next question. All right. Our next question comes from Renee. And I'm actually going to combine Renee and Crystal because they're very similar. So Renee says, I have a full-time job in addition to my side hustle with Stella and Dot. Through my full-time job, I have a 401k, but I feel like I need to be doing more to save for retirement. So what advice do you have as ways for me to save for my future and my retirement? Crystal had a similar question saying she doesn't need the Stella and Dot money to survive. It's extra. And so her question was, what three things would you do with this extra money for savings? What are, what are some vehicles that these women can uh, think about? Yeah, what most people don't know is that they can not only have a 401k, but they can have a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA. 
And so they should absolutely, if you have a 401k and you're contributing to it, great. It should be a Roth 401k, by the way, if they offer it at your company. But I'm sure every one of the Stella and Dot women will absolutely be able to have a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA. If you qualify for it income-wise, and income-wise to qualify for a Roth IRA is if you are single, making for a full $5,500 a year contribution if you're under 50, or $6,500 a year if you're 50 or older, your adjusted gross income has got to be under $120,000 a year. If you make under that, then you qualify for that full contribution to a Roth IRA. That amount that you're able to contribute goes down every year as your income increases. And once you're making $135,000 a year as a single person, you no longer qualify income-wise adjusted gross income. So once you're making $135,000 a year of adjusted gross income, you no longer qualify for a Roth IRA. But I'm just going to make the assumption that the majority of women out there absolutely qualify for a Roth IRA. And that is where you should start saving money. Why? Listen to me. What's fabulous about a Roth, and you should go and listen to one of my Women in Money podcasts because I explain this in great detail, but any money that you originally contribute to a Roth is money that you can withdraw Anytime you want, regardless of your age, regardless of how long the money has been in there, without the 10% tax penalty. So that is a big deal, everybody. You're also investing for your future, and you'll be able to take it all out at 59 and a half tax-free. That's a big deal. So really, a Roth IRA is number one. Number two, if you own a home. And you know that, and I'm assuming you already have an eight-month emergency fund, by the way, because if you don't have an eight-month emergency fund, that is your number one priority. And by the way, you can save an eight-month emergency fund in a Roth IRA, because remember, you can take out your original contributions anytime you want. Just don't invest that in the market, and that can be your emergency fund, just that simple. But Assuming you have an eight-month emergency fund, assuming that you're putting money now into a Roth IRA, the next thing is if you own a home and I had extra money and I knew that I was going to keep that house for the rest of my life, which is possible, you just might, I would be taking that extra money and paying down the mortgage on my home so that I owned it outright sooner than later. And the reason is nothing makes a woman feel more powerful than owning her own home outright. So those are the two things, or actually those are the three things that I would concentrate on. An eight-month emergency fund, absolutely funding a Roth IRA, paying down the mortgage on my home if I know I'm going to stay there, Or if you don't own a home and you want to own a home, start putting that money away so that you can have an eight-month emergency fund and a 10 or 20% down payment on a home. Those are the things that I would do. I would also make sure 
that if I had extra money and I owned money on my car loan, I would do what? I would pay off my car loan. I would get out of debt in every possible way because debt is bondage. And if you have bondage, you cannot dwell in power. So, Sarah, that's what I would tell them to do. There's so many really little things. Just depends on your circumstance. Do you want to save for your kid's college education? Do you not? But I really want these women that are working for Stella and Dot to take this money and save it. Listen, women, don't earn this money and just continue to spend it like it doesn't matter. Every single penny that you make matters. And I'm telling you, a little amount of money can make you a fortune. Sarah, want me to give them my $100 a month example? It's one of the best. And it's a great example for the women of Stella and Dot. All right, Stella and Dot, let me just tell you how $100 a month can make you a millionaire. Listen closely. You put $100 a month, just $100 a month, let's say you're 25 years of age, and you put $100 a month right now into a Roth IRA, as I told you to do. And you do that every single month until you are 65 years of age. I know you never think you're going to be that old, but sitting here at 67, and I feel like I'm 25, it's really not so bad, ladies. You should look forward to it, especially if you have money. So that's the key. You'll look forward to getting older when you have the money to enjoy your life. So here you are, $100 a month every month, and you make a 12% annual average rate of return. And you're thinking, well, where do you get 12%? It's not an interest rate. It's an annual average rate of return. One year, your money goes up 30%. The next year, it goes down 50 The next year, it goes up 1%, whatever it is. But over those 40 years, you average 12%. Now, I get that's a little high, but it's for an example here, all right? At the age of 65, you would have $1 million, and that's going to be tax-free to you, by the way. So you will actually have $1 million in a Roth IRA. But you sit there and you go, Susie... I'm only 25. I really like the clothes that I'm selling to everybody. I like spending this money. It's not going to matter. What difference can $100 a month make over 10 years? What if I just wait till I'm 35 to start? $100 a month is only $1,200 a year. Over 10 years, it's $12,000. What difference can $12,000 make? Listen up, girlfriends. If you start at the age of 35 and you put in $100 a month every month until you are 65, you would have only $300,000. Those 10 years cost you $700,000 at just $100 a month. If it's $200 a month, it costs you $1.4 million dollars $300 a month it costs you 2.1 million dollars are you kidding me are you kidding me and you're just taking this money that you're making and just going here and there you can be multi millionaires so just commit if you just were able to put whatever it may be, so you can max out every single month and get your $5,500 in a Roth IRA and you invest it in a good Standard & Poor's 500 index fund, whatever it may be. 
If you just do that month in and month out, I'm here to tell you, oh, you will be multimillionaires if you have 40 years left to go. And even if you don't have 40 years left to go, you'll still have a serious sum of money. You love that example, don't you, Sarah? I love that example because it's, listen, first of all, the women of Stella and Dot um, are in between the ages of 25 and 40, and a lot of them are still in their 20s. So it's very real that they they could follow that advice and have a massive impact for their retirement. Yeah. For those of you who are 40, take your money. And if you own a home, pay down that mortgage. That's the key if you're going to keep that house. All right. I'm kind of fiery today, don't you think? I know. You really are. I love it. I know. I feel like you and I have... We finally got, we have our, we have our chemistry going today. Sarah, we have always had our chemistry going. Haven't you noticed that ever since the day I met you? I will never forget that first meeting when I I came to your apartment at the plaza and there you and are, and you two sit me down across the table from you and stare me down. (laughs) I did. I certainly did. And you said to me, this is what you said to me. You said, what did I say? Are those boys paying you enough is that what I said to you? You did. Do you know, do you know how often I say that? Last night, right? Because, you know, I leave for Spain for three weeks tomorrow. And in Spain, I'm going to be in the wilderness and my hair is great, can go crazy. So I went and got it a Brazilian on it so that it would be slick. Just so we know people, Brazilian for her hair, not for, it's not a waxing procedure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For my hair, it's keratin, but it's not with chemicals or formaldehyde. It's, it's a fabulous one that I found. Anyway at the end, says to me, how much is it? Now, a keratin treatment can be $200, $300, $400, $500 in New York. It just depends where you're getting it. And she says to me, $100. And just look at her. I'm like, how can you charge $100 for that? She said, well, Susie, that's all that people pay. And I go, Kathy, you are so undercharging. You are not paying yourself enough So I gave her $300 because that's what it should have been for a half keratin treatment. And she just looked at me and as if it was like, no, you can't give me that much money. Women constantly allow themselves to be underpaid. Nobody wants to know how much money people are making. They don't talk about it. So that's Sarah. Every woman I meet, I want to know how much money are they making? Are they charging enough? Are they being paid enough? Because normally women put themselves on sale. So I just thought I'd tell you that story. So that's no, why. No, it's true. I, I, listen, I think that's an important lesson in all, in all of this for everybody. And we talked about doing an episode, you know, about asking for what we're worth and how to have those conversations. It's so important. And, there, and it, it was disarming the first time I met you. But I just sat there and I told you. And because of it, I felt free. And the whole purpose of the podcast is for us to create this safe zone for women to talk about it so it's not so taboo, so that we make good decisions. Yeah. Well, I know everybody, she was being paid enough, just so you know. All right, what's your next question? (laughs) All right, my next question comes um, from Whitney. And she says, with a variable income in the direct sales industry, how do you budget for business? How do you decide how much I put back into my business, how much I should be saving, especially when the reality is I really need a good amount of this money to live? Given that that's true, you need to know exactly how much money you need to live. You need to do and look, do what I call a, a whole year 
of looking at your life. Because here's the problem. We spend the amount of money that we bring home. We just do. And you need to know that just because you're spending $1,500 a month in November doesn't mean you're going to spend $1,500 a month in December. You really have to calculate the birthdays, the Christmas, the Hanukkahs, the vacations, all these things that you spend money on every single month. And you need to, on average, divide everything that you spend in a year and divide that amount by 12. And that will give you the average of what you spend per month. You're bringing home 2000 one month. You know that your average expenses are $1,500 on average, but that month you only have $1,000 a month of expenses. That means you know you have to put $500 away in a savings account so that on the next month, if your expenses increase, you have that money no matter what. So you have to have a real life viewpoint of what does it really cost you per month to live. Now, chances are if you're spending most of what you have to live, you probably don't have an eight-month emergency fund. So I would advise you to just go slowly until you have enough savings so that you feel secure and you have that eight-month emergency fund. And an eight-month emergency fund are expenses that you have to spend every month, not going out to eat, not movies, but your rent, your mortgage, your food at the grocery store, your health insurance, your gasoline in your car, your automobile insurance, your utility bills, your cell phone, every bill you have got to pay no matter what. And once you have that eight-month emergency fund, now you're going to feel a sense of security. And when you feel that sense of security, you're going to feel more powerful. And when you feel more powerful, more people are going to be attracted to you. And when more people are attracted to you, you're going to be able to see that more people are purchasing Stella and Dot stuff from you. You're not even selling it to them. They're purchasing it from you because that is the goal here. The goal here isn't for you to go out and sell all of these items. The goal here is to show everybody what you have and to inspire them so that they want to buy it from you. They want to purchase it from you, but they'll want to purchase it from you when you feel powerful. And when you feel powerful, then the whole world starts to change and you start to make more money. The more money you make, then the more money you can put in your business and then the more money you can save and then you can have retirement accounts and here we go. So that's how it works. But it all starts with you knowing how much money you spend every single month and making sure that you on average just keep that money safe and sound. Well, there you go. I got into that for a second. I got, into, I, future, I I got mean, into future mode. I know. You are that on happened. fire today. I love it. Well, let's <laughs> let's go to this next one. Uh, and this this question makes me a little sad because obviously there's probably some real stuff behind this. But the question is comes from Elise and it says, how do you start to get out of debt? What are the basic steps in the beginning? And let me tell you something, Susie, when I read this before you answer, I think we need to give her some really simple basic steps because I bet this was a hard question to write. 
Yeah. The way that you get out of debt to begin with is you have to face it to erase it. What debt is, is simply you are paying for your present day desires, but your costs are going to be your future day needs. Most people have credit card debt because when you feel less than, you spend more than. So the way that you start to get out of credit card debt is you start to tell everybody you know how much credit card debt you have. And you do it with pride. Did you know I have $5,000 of credit card debt? Oh, no, I can't go out to eat with you right now because I have $5,000 of credit card debt. Oh, I'd love to go on vacation, but I have $5,000 of credit card debt. Jane, do you know that I have $5,000 of credit card debt? Start saying it and telling people. Don't be shocked when everybody you're telling says to you, oh, well, I have 10. Oh, I'm so glad I can tell somebody I have credit card debt. Once you start doing that, you will feel better. And that is how you start. Now, Sarah, I could go on and on and I could give her an exact formula of how you get out of debt. But I think what we should do is that not only are we, as you know, giving the Stellan.community community the, the um, personal finance course that I have, we should also give them the expense tracker and the debt eliminator, all three of those things, so that they can do these things online themselves. They can just go online and fill in all of this stuff, and it will tell them exactly how much on average they pay per month or they spend per month, how to get out of credit card debt, all of that. So I think that's the easiest way to do it so that everybody can participate in this. What do you think? I, this, I agree with you 100%. And listen, I think you gave the right, the right answer for Elise. Standing in your truth begins with saying it out loud. And it's the hardest thing to do. And I think sometimes hearing it, the permission to say it out loud and to tell people and to talk about it is what's going to inspire the change that she needs to make in order to start plugging away and getting the debt to go. Yeah, and the reason that I didn't give the typical financial answer, pay off your credit card debt, highest interest rate to lowest, and blah, 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 boring, is you can get yourself out of credit card debt. Anybody can. But if you don't work on your self-worth, guess what, everybody? You're going to be back in credit card debt before you even know it again. So you get out of credit card debt by working on your self-worth. Why do you devalue yourself so that you don't give yourself the pleasure of feeling what it's like to have an eight-month emergency fund? Why do you spend money that you don't even have to impress people you don't even know or like? Why do you think that those things that you are buying are going to fill you up and make you happy when the truth of the matter is after you've purchased them, you never even wear them again? So just start to go within to really see why you are doing without. You know, I'd also suggest, Elise, you should listen to our eight qualities of a wealthy woman episode. There's a lot of information there that I think would be very helpful. Yeah, because it is those eight qualities that have to be ticking all at once for you to be a truly wealthy woman 
in every possible way, both inside and out, financially, spiritually, emotionally, psychologically. Now we're talking about wealth because money alone will never make you happy, ladies. But you want to know something? Lack of money sure will make you miserable. All right, let's let's do our last question here. Um, this one comes from Patricia. She says, I'm a huge fan. Many years ago, one of your TV specials caught my eye and inspired me to clean up my act financially. Without that push, I don't think we could have bought our New York City co-op apartment 10 years ago, which is the best thing that's ever happened to us. My question relates to the new tax laws, which seems to discourage hobbyists like myself by eliminating tax deductions for non-reimbursed business expenses. I don't think I'm going to be able to write off my sample expenses and will be paying more on my tax commissions. Is this right? Am I misunderstanding something? You know, to tell you the truth, I don't know because I don't know that tax law because that's not something that I looked into because my specialty really is not small business. I'll tell you what I know and I'll tell you what I don't know. But here's what I do know about taxes. Don't worry about it. Your goal should be to not avoid paying taxes. Your goal should be to pay more taxes than you've ever paid in your life because if you do so, then that means you're making more money than you've ever made before. How many years have people said, Susie, how do I get out of taxes? How do I do this? And they spend so much time and energy to avoid simply paying taxes. When I used to write a check to the IRS, now everything's done automatically, but when I used to write a check to the IRS on that little line on the bottom, I would say, I am happy to, I would write those words. I am happy to pay to the order of, you know, to the IRS. And I would be happy to pay it because that meant I was making money. The only reason people are never happy to pay taxes is because they haven't planned for it. They haven't put the money away for it. And they have a bad attitude. Change your attitude. Who cares about the taxes? You, whatever you owe is what you have to pay. Don't try to get around it. Don't try to cheat it. You never have to look behind your back. Do you know, Sarah, to this day, I don't take off any lunches, anything on my taxes. Because I the do truth know. is, because the truth is, I don't have business lunches. If I'm going to do business with you, I don't want to eat with you. I'm going to eat with my friend. So I don't pretend that it's a business lunch. So I never have to worry that I'm going to get a letter in the thing saying from the IRS and they're going to audit me because there's nothing they can audit me about. I don't even have write-offs. I own my own house outright. It's like, you know, my, I just don't. And I love it. I don't care. And I've always been that way. But you freak about taxes when you don't prepare for them. And as, you know, individual, you know, contractors or individual business owners, you have to pay quarterly income taxes. You have to do things like that. So just get yourself a great program, TurboTax, Quicken, whatever it may be, and just really look at all the things that they allow you to do and that you can't do and just be happy either way, believe it or not. So I have to confess to you, Susie, I knew how you were going to respond to that question. And I wanted you to tell uh, all the women of Stellan Dot that answer. I, I knew you were going to say the more money you make and the more taxes you pay, the more taxes you're paying means you're going to be making more money, which is what you want all of these women to be doing, to be focusing their energy on growing their business. Yeah. I don't want anybody when it comes to making money to dread anything about money. And taxes is just a way of life. It, it's how it is. And if you enjoy every aspect of your financial life, the making of it, the paying taxes on it, 
the saving it, the investing it, the spending it, the whatever it may be. If you can just enjoy every aspect of that because you're prepared for it, you've planned for it, you know it's going to happen, then life financially is great. Otherwise, everything starts to turn. Oh, it's tax time in April again. I'm really upset. Here we go. I'm waiting till April 15th to pay my taxes. And the whole time April comes, what you're not even noticing is that you're not even doing as well in your business. All of you should look back on that hate paying taxes. You should look at the business. And did you make as much money in April as you normally do? I bet you didn't. And I bet you didn't because your whole focus was on how much you hated paying taxes versus how much you love, you know, having per- people purchase from you for Stella and Dot. It's all an energy thing. Everything is about energy in the long run. And money is just about energy, too. It's just a form of your own personal energy. You know, you know, it's funny. We do something in our household because, as you know, Kevin works for himself. And when he gets his uh, monthly check, we literally take 50% of it and we put it in an account that we literally called our tax account. And we think it's fun to watch that account grow because it means we're doing well in other places. I love that idea. See, I love that. Right. And, you know, um, I just love that. I actually get sad when I'm not paying as much taxes as I did the year before. I'm like, oh, I didn't do as well. Something's wrong. (laughs) But it's just another way to look at things. What can I tell you? Okay, Susie, it's that time of the show. We're going to take a call from Grace. Now, listen, it's another Grace. I've already asked you a question from There's Grace. There's a lot of Grace in this show. Lots of Grace. Grace, Grace, Grace. All right. Yeah. And what is this one? Who, what does Grace need to know? Grace is married. She uh, is a military wife, and she's moved all over the place with her husband. She has found Stella and Dot as a great place to earn money. But you know what? She's got a lot of bags to unpack with you. All right. Let's unpack those bags right now. Grace, welcome to the Women in Money (laughs) podcast. Grace, I always just have to ask this because, you know, forever when I did the Susie Orman show and people would call in, I would always look at their names and I would always wonder how did their names relate to how they felt about themselves. And with a name like Grace, I just had to ask, why do you think you have the name Grace? Because I somehow am blessed um, beyond measure, and I keep getting, uh, I've forgiven for my failings in a lot of ways with Grace. Like, left and right, and I'm surrounded by amazing people. I always have had really great mentors. Um, My parents are very positive, wonderful people. Um, I've just been given a lot of grace, I think. So I think maybe that's why. I don't know. <laughs> and so I, was just, I, I, was, I, I was just wondering. <laughs> so, so with that said, your problem is what? What is it that, that made you call in that wanted you to talk to me? What is it? Well, so I, I started this business because Um, one, I knew that I needed a career and a future, um, that traveled with his career. And I had always had my own path and my own career. And then when I met my husband, I was willing to give that up to to go with him for his Navy or military career. And when I found Stella and Dot, um, it kind of, it gave me that freedom of financial, like, okay, I'm making my own, but really it's ours. And we were trying to get out of debt. Um, and so we 
basically, I want to know <laughs> how can I use my money from Stella and Dot and keep my money without respending it because I do that. I'm not necessarily some of it's definitely for my samples and for um, you know investing in my business. And but the other part of it is I like the stuff. I like the way it makes me feel and that it's my own. Um, and I feel like I have a bad cycle. And when I look back on it, I really want to know, like, how do I break it? Basically, my husband's been providing for us. And I have added Stella into our life to, you know, start, whether it's snowball our debt or savings or our retirement. I've been, that's why I started it. But I have not been able to keep my paychecks. And I really want to know how to do that and really mm-hmm. like take the burden off of him. Cause that was my, and that was my why that was my reason for signing up with Dell and dot was to help him with our financial burden. And I have not done that. If anything, it, it helps me spend so that I don't feel bad about spending, but it's not taking away any financial burdens for him. Want to know why that is? Want to know why? In my opinion, why? because you did it for him. You did it for him, and here's what I don't understand. Even though you did it for him, and I'm going to get into more of this in a second, you, a little bit ago, you said that it's ours. However, you don't, according to your notes, you don't always tell Mm -hmm. him how much money you're making. You don't let him know the money that you have. Isn't that true? That is true. And then I it's smile not ours because, because I think like that sounds horrible, but it's no, it's true. not horrible, but, the, but <laughs> you cannot live in the truth that it's not ours and say mm-hmm. that it's ours because then you're standing in a lie and there is That's a true. law of money, which is truth attracts money, lies repel it. That's number one. But number two, and even more important, you did it for him is what you said. And whenever we do something in our lives for somebody else other than ourselves, then we have this right brain that is totally about generosity. That's about giving things away. You know, our brain really does have two emotions. And the right brain is all about generosity and giving it away and all these other things. And then your left brain is all about, it's me, 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 I want, I want, I want. And you are fighting within yourself because I have to tell you, I would venture to say, you're sick and tired of doing things for other people. You're sick and tired of you not counting and you not mattering. You have, you know, a a two-year-old daughter. You give everything to your two-year-old daughter, and you should give everything to her. When is the last time that you feel you have really given something to yourself, really something to yourself that matters? Because when women make money and they go out and they fritter it away, it's usually because of the emotion, fear, shame, or anger. They're angry that they have to not be doing it because I know you love it. But they're angry that they aren't mattering and nobody's telling them they matter and they're not doing something for themselves. They're doing everything for everybody else. So therefore, the only thing they know what to do for themselves is they go out and they spend the money that they make. Now, is what I'm saying ring true to you? 
Um, yeah, I feel like I started selling that for that reason was because I needed that something for me. And, um, and then instead of using it for us, as far as what I got out of it, I continued <laughs> to use it for me out of spite, like you're saying, and out of like, you know, Hey, I do everything else for everybody. So why not just let this be my little spoil me moment? And, you know, yeah, exactly. And now you know <laughs> exactly. the answer to your question. <laughs> it's because you haven't been able to voice the words, no, I'm not going to do this. No, out of love for yourself versus yes, out of fear about what everybody else is going to think about you. Now, I want to talk about Stella and Dot with you for a second because Stella and Dot is giving you back, forget about the money. It's not about the money. Stella and Dot Dot is giving you back, again, in my opinion, a community of women who can identify with how you are feeling, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And I I used to play sports growing up um, for the majority of my life, and that was my identity. I actually met my husband while playing sports overseas, and... I hadn't had that once I finished playing and I, um, the community and the teamwork and that, that which I'd done for so many years of my life, that was a part of my identity was gone. And I didn't realize how much it affected me until I, um, was, you know, desperate for, for that. And then when I joined Stella and Dot, I was like, this is the best thing ever. And it really does fill my cup in, in, like you said, in so many ways, aside from money, it, it really, like I would, I could do this for, if I won the lottery tomorrow, I would continue to be a stylist because I really truly enjoy it. And I enjoy the community. So it's definitely more than just a paycheck. You're right. I, I, now, Sarah, did I not say to you, because Sarah and I were talking about you before we went on the phone, <laughs> what did I tell you, Sarah, was the last time that Grace felt like she was doing something for herself when she was doing what? Playing sports. Playing, playing sports. I already knew that by your notes. That once you <laughs> left hitting those home runs, You've been, uh, this is the analogy that I gave Sarah. You've been sitting on the bench ever since. You're going to make me cry, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. And so here, however, is something that you, ha- I want to use this analogy with you. You're at home plate, you're being pitched a ball and you hit it out of the ballpark and you simply have to run around the bases and touch home plate to score a home run. And yet you just stand there. You love the applause. You love everybody's enthusiasm, but you just stand there and you don't go to the next base. Would you ever have done that in your baseball games? But that's what you're doing, (laughs) right? But that's what you're doing with Stella and Dot. You're at home plate. You have all these women in this community with you. And the bases that are around your home plate are your savings accounts, your retirement account, your getting out of debt account, your kids, your kids school account, your whatever it may be, your emergency fund account. But for you to hit a home run, which you've already hit with Stella and Dot, 
because it's already given you that community and you've hit it. You did it. But you're just standing there and not running around your own bases. Here is the question to you. Who does that hurt other than you in the long run? My daughter. And who else? And my husband. (laughs) And everybody and your family. But it hurts (laughs) you. And when it hurts you, it seriously hurts your daughter. Because this is the age where your daughter, whether you know it or not, is imprinting, is mommy happy? Is mommy aggressive? Is mommy doing things? I want to be like mommy. And when you pick up your daughter and you hold her to your heart, she can feel, is your heart beating like her heart? And are you really happy? But are you happy because you're happy? Not because of all these other things, but because of you by yourself, sitting by yourself. Do you love yourself? Do you love your life? Do you love your situation? And I get that Stella and Dot is giving you a way to make money and all of those things. But I can also tell you, after having been on the phone with Jessica and interviewing Jessica, Jessica's dream, in my opinion, is that all of you become complete, not just financially, not just emotionally, but in every possible way, and that you make something out of the money that you're earning so that it can reward you on that level as well. So the question becomes, how do you stop sabotaging yourself? How do you stop making yourself unhappy under the guise of being happy? How do, you, how do we make it okay to say, I am doing this for myself and not for anybody else? How do we do that? How would you, you answer that? Oh, no, <laughs> first I'm going to ask you, because I know you're a smart cookie. I know you yeah. are. And I know yeah. you're in touch. But you're like every woman that I speak to. It's not just you, Grace. It's women. Women haven't taken their power. Women give and give and give and give and give and give. And finally, when they've had enough at about 50 or 55, that's when they go, what the hell have I been doing and why? But you don't have to wait till then. So if no, I, I want to change it, and I do. So I, I really do believe that I can change it. And I've been really working, especially in the last like couple months, on um, change, change in action and taking action on things and not just sitting there and hoping. <laughs> I love that because um, hope or, is not a financial plan. So here's the first no. thing I want you to do. Your okay. husband does not know how much money you are making. And I am going to make the assumption, and I hope it's true, that you love him very much. Do you? Absolutely. And do you trust him? And do you feel like he's given everything he possibly can to you? Yes, I do. Uh, All right. Then now it's your turn to give everything you possibly can to him. And you do that by not hiding things, by not feeling like you want to just keep it. And because the reason that you're not telling him is also, in my opinion, is he's going to want you to save it. He's going to want you not to spend it. And you want to be able to spend it, and you want to be able to spend it to satisfy that hole that's in you. 
But that hole that is in you is never going to be filled up with what you buy. That hole in you is going to be filled up by telling your husband the truth. I'm smiling as you're saying that because that's exactly true. Um, he would definitely want me to save it and he would want me to put it in our emergency fund. And he, he would say, I wouldn't need some of the things that I'm getting. I just want them. And you want them because you feel empty, because you feel you've been sitting on the bench since you haven't been able to play softball for all these years. Instead of looking that you have a new team now and you have a team of incredible women that all understand what you are talking about and that you really aren't on the bench anymore. In fact, you're the coach. You're the coach of this team. (laughs) And you just haven't recognized that you just switched teams, but you're still going up to bat. You're still hitting that home run. You're still needing to run around the bases and not just stand there. And you need to take a whole group of women with you as they're taking you with them as well. Got that? Yes. And I am excited to do that. I I just thank you for that analogy because it does really, really hit home. Um, And I played racquetball too. And that was my way to try to get back to it. And then I did, I kind of, it got taken away after I hit number seven and it was like, I put all that into it. And and you're right. Everything you've been saying, it, it almost like it hits me deep because I do feel like I put my identity on the back burner and then, and then I let it affect what I'm, I'm capable of. And I am, um, Stella and Dot has given me so much of that back, but I haven't given it back to Stella and I need to, because I know it'll, it'll come back tenfold. Yeah. Um, and it's, you don't need to give it back to Stella. You need to give it to back <laughs> to yourself. You need right. to count, you know, many, many years ago, a very wise teacher asked me this question. And the question was, and I'd like you to pretend like this teacher is asking it to you as well. And the question was, Susie Orman, so Grace, how do you deceive yourself? Just want you to think about the answer to that question for a second. And I try to answer that question in every possible way. Oh, maybe I exaggerate. Maybe I do this. Maybe I do that. All these things. And the answer to that question, because I never got it right. And so I know you're (laughs) never going to get it right either. Trust me on that one. (laughs) The answer to that question was you deceive yourself by thinking that you are not perfect. Grace, you are perfect regardless of the cars you drive the homes you live in, your job title, how much money you have in the bank account, no matter what you do, the schools you're going to send your kids to, whatever it may be, you are perfect just like you are. And if perfection is the starting point of the soul, which it is, girlfriend, then anything and everything 
is possible. The things that you do do not define you. You define the things that you do. The things that your money buy, they do not define you. You define the things that you buy. Your child does not define you. Your husband does not define you. Stella and Dot does not define you. You and you alone standing in your perfection of who you are. It is that perfection that defines you. And it is your grace that touches everybody that comes in contact with you. And you have got to never, ever, ever forget that. Do you hear me? I hear you loud and clear. And thank you. Now, here's what's great about what just happened here. This is on a podcast. You're going to be able to listen to this over and over and over (laughs) again. And every time you start to go whatever and find yourself buying things that you don't even want or need or not standing in your truth or not getting the pleasure out of saving more than spending. Saving should give you more pleasure than spending. So every time you start to find that you're not doing that, come back and listen to this podcast again. It is really God's gift to you. Mm, Silence is a good thing. Yes, I'm just soaking it in and writing it down and underlining it. And I just taking a deep breath because I feel like, you know, I, I did not know a week ago that I would be on the phone with you. Um, but this entire week has been a week of, um, of uplifting people really coming into my life and me being open to that. And then here I am on Friday on a phone call with Susie (laughs) (laughs) that I didn't expect to happen because I opened up and I really feel like this amazing shift and, um, I just, I really appreciate it. And I'm so grateful. Oh, thank you, my dear Grace. And just so you also know, as a gift to all the Stella and Dot community and all the communities there, is that you will be able to go on to suzyu.com and we're giving you all a passcode and activation code to my personal online course for free, which is Stella Dot. And And you'll be able to take that course and learn about money and get answers and do all of these things and start educating one another. So any question that you have about money, you're going to find in this course as soon as we activate that for you. All right. Wow. Yeah. And you can share that with all your customers. You can share that with all your friends. You can share that with your family because the goal of that is for all of you to become powerful women and you can't be powerful women if you're not powerful over your money, how you think about it, how you feel about it and how you invest it. So you're going to learn all that. So we're activating that for you shortly here. Okay. Oh my gosh. I cannot wait to share that. Thank you. (laughs) You are welcome. (laughs) And thank you for having the courage to come on and look in the financial mirror Now that financial mirror needs to look back at you and you have to like what you see. Got it? And by the way, you should listen to all the Women and Money podcasts that we have. Go to iTunes, go to Apple Podcasts, listen to them, 
and especially about the ones facing your fears and creating new truths, fabulous. Listen to all of them and get all the women to start listening to them because they're all like this. They're all where a caller reveals a part of herself that she didn't even know existed. And we discover magic. So just do that. And then you can help me help all of you. Okay. Okay. And I absolutely will. And I did listen to one of your podcasts that about my living revocable trust that I do not have, that I will get. Okay. There you go. There. That's going to make a big difference already. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much, my dear Grace. And may our paths cross again. And may you stay off that bench. Got it. Run the bases. Thank you so much. Run the bases. I will. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this special highlight from Season 1 of the Susie Orman Women & Money Podcast. Neither Suzy Orman Media nor Suzy Orman is acting as a certified financial planner, advisor, a certified financial analyst, an economist, CPA, accountant, or lawyer. Neither Suzy Orman Media nor Suzy Orman make any recommendations as to any specific securities or investments. All content contained in this podcast is for informational and general purposes only and does not constitute financial accounting or legal advice. You should consult your own tax, legal, and financial advisors regarding your particular situation. Neither Suzy Orman Media nor Suzy Orman accepts any responsibility for any losses which may arise from accessing or reliance on information in this podcast. And to the fullest extent permitted by law, we exclude all liability for loss, damages, direct or indirect, arising from the use of this information. The must-have documents discussed in this podcast are legal documents created by a lawyer and distributed by Hay House.